You were raised to believe the world was black and white. But what if it isn't? What if the rigid belief system you have never questioned is wrong? What if the world is actually a lot more gray? This show is for the seekers, the explorers, those brave enough to step outside of certainty and question everything. Join your hosts as they sit across from the world's leading thought leaders, visionaries, religious gurus, entrepreneurs, philosophers, and more to tackle difficult topics. You don't need all the answers to find meaning in life, but you should be free to ask all the questions. This is Figuring It Out. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are chatting with a friend of ours, Elena Cardone. Elena is a best-selling author. She is a founder, a speaker, international speaker, um, and uh, founder of the 10X Ladies Movement. And she is the other half of the Cardone Empire, of uh, the 10X Empire. Um, and uh, today on the show, we talk with Elena about uh, a lot of different things, uh, namely parenting, how they were raised their, their daughters, uh, up to this point. Uh, we talk about her, her, uh, her, her business, uh, sense and expertise. Uh, but we talk, we also talk a little bit about their religious activity. And so we want to talk, kind of talk about that before we get into today's episode, uh, because we want to make a couple of things clear for those of you that are new to the show. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, obviously we want everybody to be able to talk openly. And I think that's something all three of us hate is when people get censored for saying yeah. something that maybe doesn't fit with what the host would agree with. Yeah. And, um, but I think it's important. Like it's a big part of who they are. Um, they talk about Scientology openly quite a bit. Um, but I think also we have an audience of people trying to figure things out. Um, and so there's a lot of people that are looking for answers, looking for things like that. And the last thing that I wanted, especially <laughs> given the nature of some of the podcasting that I do, um, I want to be careful to make clear that I'm not pushing people toward, you know, any religious group, but yeah. specifically, I mean, Scientology has a lot of information about things tied to it that aren't great. And probably so, not the best. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know, like I said, I want to, I totally respect them, respect where they're coming from, but I do want to make clear, like they are in a situation where they're getting to see the best of Scientology, like yeah, to yeah. be wealthy in Scientology, you're going to have a good experience. Yeah. And that's, um, that's the thing is that we wanted to, bring her on and talk about it yeah. to the extent that, cause I also don't think it's fair for people just to like make snap judgments right. about other people just because of a label that's put on yeah. them. Yeah. Um, so, so we, we, we talked a little bit about it, but yeah, we wanted to kind of talk about this at the beginning just to make sure that people knew that. And, and this goes for any guest we bring on the show. Like yeah. the show is called figuring it out because we want to bring on a slew of different people with different opinions and, uh, and different belief systems. Uh, but for any guests we bring on, including Elena, this is not a representation of our beliefs. It yeah. is just simply a deep dive into figuring out what people believe in context believe for it. why they believe what they believe. Yeah. Anything? No, that was great. I liked hearing her perspective a lot. I'm excited for people to hear it. She does have, obviously I like that she focuses more on the women's side of it. I think that a lot of people will enjoy that side and of parenting it. So. Too. Yeah. Well the, that's actually, yeah, that's fair. I probably the best part of it was trying to find that. But I feel like that's what I'm trying to do is trying to find the balance of having a career and also being a wife and also being a mom, which I feel like a lot of people see yeah. that as you can't do all three. Yeah. So I'm really excited for people yeah. to hear. Yeah. It's either, it's either like you are a good mom, yeah. but you don't have a career or you have a great career, but you're a pretty crappy mom. Like you yeah. can't have it all. Yeah. And I feel like she has a good representation and you can tell too, like the way her kids interact we've talked about that, the yeah. way their kids interact with both of them, great. And Elena, mm -hmm. we've both said like, it seems very genuine. We've had some people in our lives that 
have been in the same positions. We've been like, that just doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) Pastors, kids. Yeah, Yeah, where it's like, yeah, you can tell though, you don't really have that great of a family life. They seem to have a good family life. Yeah, Grant and Elena are not my personality type at all. Like they're very different. Like I'd say they're probably closer to your personality type. Both of you actually, I think very similar. But like, that's one thing that I love is their approach to parenting. When I hear Grant talk about it or Elena, like, for Piper, she's getting ready to go to school. Like yeah. a lot of yeah. stuff, like not putting her into a school system to learn things that we don't want them to learn. Like yeah. really. And whenever I say that, it sounds like I'm talking about like religious beliefs. Cause I think yeah. that's where everyone jumps to, <laughs> but specifically like business, like lies about, you know, you need to go to college, you need to go in the system. You got to get in the workforce. Like right. I yeah. love the idea of taking them to conferences with you. Like mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm excited about taking Piper with me when I go, do, do work and seeing the entrepreneurial lifestyle. Like that's really exciting. Yeah. A lot of things that worry me too about the school stuff is not even the stuff that they do teach, but rather the things that they, they don't. don't teach. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, man, there's so, there's just so many things I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, that's in kind of the financial industry. And we're talking about a couple of different fin- uh, financial vehicles that people can use to like, av- like avoid having to pay more money on taxes and uh, being able to borrow money against your own assets mm-hmm. and, like so many things that were just like, how are we forced to learn some of this other bullshit in school that we will never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever once again use the rest of our life, yeah. but we're not learning that. Cause that's the thing. Like I, I don't one of the people that says like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not going to use this. So I shouldn't learn it. I think learning is good. Like you should be expanding your knowledge base and you should be trying to learn things that maybe you're never going to use again. Especially at an age where you don't know what you're interested in. Exactly. It's good to learn a sampler of everything. And and a base knowledge to be able to operate in life, have conversations with people. Like it's good to have that stuff. I'm not even one of those people that's like, you shouldn't even have to learn geography or whatever. You know, it's like, no, you should probably know this kind of stuff. But in addition to that, you should probably be taught stuff about like, how does life insurance work? Like yeah. what, how do I, you know, yeah. balance a checkbook? How do I keep track of my finances? How do I know if a credit card is good or a credit card is bad? How and, do I build a sales funnel? Uh, <laughs> all, all that good stuff. Well, like, there, yeah, it's just so many things that school leaves out. Um, yeah. So, but that was one of the things we talked about with Elena that I thought yeah. was, was super interesting. And I, you know, kind of selfishly was just asking her questions about that. But yeah. and that was a point too that I thought was cool too. It just even made me think about that. I think that I would love a lot of our listeners to think about that. Sometimes I feel like we just see school as just like obviously you have to send your kids to school and a lot of people don't have like the luxury of sending them to a different school. But yeah. even then just like understanding the fact that like you're sending your child somewhere that they're spending more time with your kid at that point than you are. Yeah. So being aware of that and having those conversations with your kids, whatever school you're going to, making yeah. sure you are aware of what's happening and you're not just like crediting the school for like they're taking care of it and even like yeah. the church stuff that you go that you go through same thing with school like make sure that your kids are safe make sure you're having those conversations make sure you know what they're learning like helping them with school too like making sure you're seeing what they're being taught you know don't just be that parent that's like which sending them off and being like good luck you know hopefully like you're daycare. learning what you're supposed to yeah. yeah it's not like this is like i've talked about that very openly about i struggle with my education to this day because of the education that i was given by being in a private school to protect myself from, from some things but had no priority yeah. on my actual education you got, you got the double whammy you, oh, got to man. Be, you get to be socially awkward and uneducated yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. pretty much yeah. Yeah. like oh i'm super sheltered and i can't spell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kids, and no education. Yeah. Yeah. but i didn't learn about sex till I was 19. So that's a win. So we won. Yeah. So I just, I like that. I thought that she at least like helped me think about that. Like yeah. obviously when we start sending our kids to school, it's something we've talked about a lot. Like it'll be a, not looking forward to that conversation, but yeah, you know, right. it'll yeah. definitely be a priority. So. so anyway, without further ado, 
please enjoy this episode with uh, Miss Elena Cardone. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Figuring It Out podcast. Today, I'm super, super stoked to be bringing on a friend of mine. We connected a few years back and uh, man, ever since then, you guys have absolutely just blown up off the face of the planet. And so when we started this new show, I knew that I had to jump back on with you. So everybody, please welcome Elena Cardone. Elena, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. I love it. Figuring it out. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. Let's figure it out. (laughs) Yes. I mean, that's what we're going to try to do. We're in 30 minutes. We're going to figure out life. We're solving world's problems today, right here, right now. All right, here we go. Let's jump in. Um, so we're just a quick recap for the you know three people that are listening that may not know you guys. Um, can you just give <laughs> me a quick 20, 30 second catch up on what you guys have been up to really in the last year, year and a half? Because a lot of things have changed for you. Quick recap since COVID when... Um, COVID exposed some vulnerabilities in our organization to having to release people at the worst time ever, receiving massive amount of criticism and hate, um, to knowing that we were going to get through it. We were going to fortify, refortify, come together as a unit, not only as husband and wife, but as an organization. We're going to make it stronger um, so that we could come back bigger, better, better batter. Um, you know, I was determined at that point to make it everything that we had been doing look like child's play as kind of the answer to the hatred and whatnot. And so since that point, we've come back, we've, we've grown, we've expanded. Um, we hit a billion dollars, not that anybody would care about that, except for it's a major accomplishment for those who understand what that takes and what that means and what you had to sacrifice and all the right decisions that you had to make and everything that goes into that. Also, um, proving that if the little people from Lake Charles and New Orleans, Louisiana can do it, anybody can do it. And so that was a major milestone. We also went to 12,000 apartment units and we were just in, in, in collaborating with other powerful entities um, to build and reach a heightened level of success, not just in business, but in, in all dynamics, in relationships, in mindset. And so huh, that's what we've been up to. And there's so much more in the works. It's, it's really, really an exciting time over here. Not that it's easy, but it's exciting times nonetheless. So just a couple of things then. Just to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Elena. The first time I had you on my show, uh, this was 2017 now, which is which is crazy. Uh, but we talked about that. We talked about how you were kind of pushing Grant to go for that billion dollar mark and how at the time it was just a crazy, crazy goal to throw out into the universe. And that he was actually a little bit upset when you first brought it up because of how much work he knew had to go into making that happen. And now here you are a few years later with a couple billion dollars in assets under management with Cardone Capital. And then- 4.8. Who's counting? Oh, 4.8. 4.8. 4.8 assets under management. Yeah. That's the new number. 12,000 units now. There we go. Okay. So, so just in that short period of time, you guys have exponentially grown and that's not to discount any of the work that you did beforehand, because you were obviously busting it for 
decades uh, prior to the last five years, but it seems like the last five years have been just like a hockey stick level of growth for you. And I'm wondering, because this is figuring it out and we like to talk more than just about business here, I'm wondering what that stress did to your guys' relationship and what type of um, uh, practices maybe that you put in place to you know, work through this kind of stuff together as you grew in this tremendous period. 2020 was our hardest year. It was extremely stressful. He was doing Undercover Billionaire. There was just everything coming at us. The unpredictability, the assets, the people, the, you know, it was just a lot. There was a lot of friction on our marriage. There was, um, you know, I, I was at a place where, where I'm doing something new, which is different, you know, and, and, and I had to have a discussion in a new unit of time with him because we had to reorganize the, our relationship as we kind of knew it. Meaning I usually do all the behind the scenes and I'm always there. And, um, now I wanted to go out and help a part. I I'm doing my own thing, which is I'm now a licensed realtor with EXP. So it's interesting that you say exponential because it stands for exponential. But I saw 2020, you know, I saw all these people losing their jobs and I wanted to get into a model where I could actually help people grow their businesses like I did with Grant, like by offering mindset, infrastructure and support. Um, And I found EXP, this model, which actually Grant brought to the table. And, And I said, look, Grant, this is my opportunity now to not only be the woman behind the man, beside the man which I'm very proud of. And, and, but my superheroism and my superpower is that, and now I want to bring that. Now I've mastered that role. I want to bring this to other people and see how far I can go as a legacy play to help other people, you know? And so can I have your support in this? Because if you don't have the conversation, then you have to, you could look at it two ways. You could look at it. Well, I'm not getting support or you could look at it from his point of view, which is, okay, now she's leaving our stuff to go off and do her thing and she's excluding me. You know what I'm saying? There's two different viewpoints. So yeah, we yeah. have to come back together. I had to get on the same page and say, look, I want to restore the family dynamic to society. You know, I want to bring financial literacy just like you do. I'm going to continue to support you. There's going to be some bumps along the road as I'm doing the juggling act with you, but I have that pretty well grooved in, but I might drop a ball because now I'm adding this new thing that I've never done that does require more attention. So, you know, can you support me? Can you show active interest in the success of me by helping all these other people? Does that align with you and us? Yes. Okay, great. So now getting his buy-in and his agreement that I'm not just wandering off to do my own thing because I need to be misindependent and make my own money or, you know what I mean? Like whatever cobwebs or misunderstandings that he may have had, I'm not saying he did, but may have gone off for him, um, need to be hashed out and talked about. So how we do it is we don't take for granted that we are the way that we were a year ago, a month ago, five months ago. If something new comes into the scene, we each have to include each other and get buy-in in the mission in order to help each other reach a heightened level of success. Otherwise, it's, you know, it's, it's going to cause problems of, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, there's tension. 
you. You're not there for me. But really, it was just a misunderstanding. If if you as the husband or wife are not taking responsibility by getting the buy in, it's my yeah. responsibility to get his buy in and understanding. Yeah, I know um, Jackie was listening to a couple of interviews that, that you did before we jumped on here. And I know she had a question for you um, kind of regarding how you balance those things, because we have uh, two small kids. I don't even know if you remember this, but um, Jackie, we, we, we flew out to Miami a few years ago because Jackie was interviewing to be Grant's executive assistant. And it was a kind of roller coaster of emotions that happened because uh, uh, I, so we got back from Miami. I left to go to Dallas with my dad to look at a couple properties out there. And then while I was in Dallas, Jackie FaceTimes me one night and she has just like kind of weird look on her face. And I was like, what, what's going on? What's happening? turns out we uh, found out we were pregnant when I was gone. So uh, find out we're pregnant. We we're talking about it. Uh, we were just like, just in shock and disarray. Just like, well, how, how do we, you know, what, what are we going to do? You know, how do we move forward here? And then, uh, and then like the next day is when she got the offer letter from Sherry to, to come out to, to be Grant's executive assistant. So then it was yeah. like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do this. And then it was like, uh, oh, we have, we're going to, we're expecting now, like we can't put on this big workload on Jackie when she's expecting. So we basically ended up, you know, long story short, I had to turn, turn the job down, which was, uh, which was a bummer for us at the time. Cause we were looking forward to coming out and working with you guys. Obviously she now, obviously we have our son, he's almost three. We have a daughter now she's one, one and a half. Um, and she also works a full-time job and also manages me and my crazy <laughs> thoughts and, and, and my life and, and is supporting me and all of that. Um, so I know that she wanted to ask you a question on kind of how to balance some of those things. Yeah. I mean, that's just basically that. I just, I feel like that is the constant struggle as a mom is trying to find that balance of obviously the kids still take my priority and everything, but I also, it's very important for me to have a career that I'm proud of. So obviously you've done an incredible job at balancing those two. And I would just want to, you know, some input on that, on how you've chosen to do that. Do you have certain checks and balances for yourself that you give yourself with your kids at a certain amount of time? Just how do you navigate all of that? I don't balance. I juggle, you know, I'm a, uh, you gotta know what you are. I'm a juggler. So, um, so there's a couple things that I do. Number one is, um, I've, I've also included the children into what it is that I do, what Papa does, who we are as a family. We want to help people. We want to make a difference for the better. You know, this is what we do. Sometimes we work late hours. We're not here for certain things sometimes, you know, but when you allow us to be gone, do you realize that you're actually contributing to the people that we help? Because when you're not pulling me, I can be there and we're helping change the world, you know, and we get to be superheroes. Do you want to be a superhero? You know, yes. Okay. Well, this is how you can contribute rather than the perception of we're leaving you or you're not there. You understand that if you're staying home and guarding the fort and taking care of that, you're contributing, you're helping people by doing that for us. So they understand that they're actually contributing in their role, even if their role is being left behind. Yeah. So it's multiple conversations like that. So they're bought in. Then it's also um, where I, I prioritize, you know, if I'm, you know, the jugglers that you see at the circus that have the chainsaw, the ping pong, the tennis ball, like I'm doing all of those. Right. Yeah. And so when I throw them up, I just focus on the one that's about to land in my hand. Mm -hmm. So the one that's about to land in my hand is the one that gets the priority. And, the, you know, and sometimes I throw up, you know, like, let's say the kids, right? But the business lands in my hand right here because that's the one that's most important at that time. Yeah. 
Not not in life. Of course, my children are more important in life, but you have to distinguish when is your child bored and just wants attention or and and, and at that part, you have to skillfully, you know, be willing to pass them off to the nanny and not feel guilty about that because you've hired somebody that you trust in that role who's going to do an amazing job to take yeah. care and to, and to distract them. Now, when you know you owe family time, I always know when I owe family time. I can feel it. I can see it. That You know, the kids start fighting. Things start getting a little out of control. Then my business has to take a backseat because I'm catching the family hat or the ball, whatever you want to call that. I'm, I have to focus on that to get it good, viable. Okay, it's good again. Let me throw it up. And now I got to catch the business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or now I got to yeah. handle grant and I got to put all this aside. But it only depends on what is most eminent at the moment. It's like putting out the fire, what needs to be handled. And, and lastly, I don't compare myself to other people. That's when I get into trouble. Like when I get this idea that it all has to be balanced, I get the idea. I don't know what you get, but I'm a visual person. When I have the idea that I'm supposed to be balanced, I think everything's supposed to be smooth. I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be running this perfect show. And then I look at my life, which is chainsaws, uh, tennis balls, ping pongs, basketballs, and it's going like this. And I go, oh, my God, something's terribly wrong with me because I don't have humming a humming a balance. Yeah. And, and yeah. I just accept that I'm not humming a humming a balance. Go get that from whoever does that. I don't do that. I do what I do really well. I'm not going to compare my picture to you. I just know that I'm like when Cirque du Soleil calls and they need the juggler, that's me. I'm the best at that, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. Do you have any certain than like actual like measurable things that you try and hit every month? Like, do you have a certain amount? Like, do you guys go on weekly date nights? Obviously your, your lives are crazy, but do you try and do any of that or one-on-one time with each of your daughters or anything like that that you implement? I- yes. I, I, you know, the kids, they, they schedule, they call my assistant now. <laughs> And they schedule mom and daughter time. They get it on the schedule, um, which is really cute. But um, yeah, you know, like we do family night and we watch movies together. And, you know, you'd think that as busy of a life as Grant and I have that the kids suffer and take a toll, but they really don't. I have enough help around us so that when I'm home, I can be with the kids because somebody else is doing the the dishes or somebody else is cooking the food. So then I can, we have a little trampoline so I can be on the trampoline bouncing with the kids and I get 30, 45 minutes of quality time with them. That's good. Like I don't need to spend hours with the children. They don't at a time, you know, to, to, to somehow be glorified as mom of the year. I need to put in the fun, the great time, the quality time. And then I get to go do something else. And then I can pop in and pop out. So we're always together. They're homeschooled. So even when I'm working from my office at home, like I might not be able to focus on them, but when I'm taking a break, getting lunch, they're there. So it always feels like they're around, like they're part of the group. When we travel on the road, they're always with us. So they, I don't think they feel like they're suffering at nighttime. (laughs) I try to put in more nighttime, you know, and it's a sacrifice because I have all these business things that I got to catch up on, but yeah. I just make the decision right now. 
I know I need to put in family time. I'm a mother. And, 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 and if I'm going to go say and lead the charge for women and say, I want to restore the family dynamic, I got to hold myself accountable and show up and be a good representation of a mother. At the yeah. same side, I don't have to feel guilty when my children think, you know, they think I should cook for them and that represents a good mother to them. Then I have the conversation. I'm like, if y'all want to judge me and say I ruined your life because I'm not going to cook for you, that's your decision. You're yeah. going to get all yeah. these other things that I can do and be amazing, but I'm not going to cook for you every night. But if you want, we can pick one night a week where y'all get a recipe, y'all get order the stuff and we cook together. I'll give you that. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, about sure. finding the thing that works. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, I love this framework as well, just because it seems like there's a lot of parents and entrepreneurial parents out there who, um, who take, who use their, their lack of success and drive in their business uh, and and they and they use their kids almost as a crutch or as an excuse as to why their business isn't doing really well or why they're not reaching as many people or impacting as many lives or why they're not reaching their mission or their calling and it's and it's they kind of put it off on like well you know it's I have a I'm a parent and I, and I have kids and so I have all these other responsibilities and so I can't do that and I can't do this and this framework kind of pulls you out of that and gets you back into into what I think is a higher calling in parenting which is setting an example that your kids can follow. And it's really interesting to me how we as parents can sometimes look at our kids and be like, you can do anything that you put your mind to. You can do anything you can, you know, we want, we want our kids to live their dream life. And yet we limit ourselves because of our kids and prevent ourselves from living our dream life or reaching our goals or, or accomplishing what we set out to accomplish. And it's all under the, the guise or the excuse of, well, I'm a parent, so I just can't. It is an excuse. And Grant and I heard earlier on uh, when, the, when our children were really young, we heard somebody making an excuse like that, that they, they have kids and they blamed it on the kids. And Grant and I said, we're going to put in a policy that we are never blaming our kids for something that we don't want to take responsibility for. Yeah. Like how yeah. unfair is that? Like the kid can't even de defend himself and you're blaming a problem on a child, especially if he catches wind that you blamed the problem. Like how would you feel as a child if you overheard your parents say, I can't because my kid, like yeah. how worthless would you feel or guilty or like, Oh, I'm a burden. Like why would you want to do that to a child? Yeah. So it's just a matter of, a matter of perception. It's like, no, if I'm not going to do something, own up to it. But I'm not going to blame my child for my shortcomings. Like be yeah. real and honest. Like it, you, you at least owe that to your family. I agree with you a million percent. And, uh, and and you know what? I'll go one step further. Like, why are you in a situation where your kids are your excuse to holding you back? Why aren't they your motivation for going further yes. and being better yes. and more? Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. And I, I love the way that you guys have kind of included Scarlett and Sabrina and all the things that you guys do. Uh, they're clearly just uh, young, ambitious, uh, well-behaved kids who have a lot of confidence, which is something that is extremely lacking these days, especially in advent of social media has done a lot of really great things for the world and a lot of really not great things for, for the world, especially this younger generation of people. And it seems like you guys have done a great job combating that. 
Um, I want to ask you specifically around the uh, religious aspect, because again, this is figuring it out. We like to talk about these types of things. Um, how, how, how has the church played a role in the kids learning and their confidence in their clarity when they get up in front of people? How has that, or, or has that, uh, affected their ability to, to communicate and be confident at that young age? Well, I mean, I can just give you my opinion about it, but I, you know, I don't want to ever speak for anybody, but I can see, um, you know, my kids have done a communication course. They, they understand a communication cycle which is simply somewhat, you have an intention to get a, a, a thought across. So you'd have to have the intention first, right? And then it would have to go through a distance, right? Because I'm here and you're there. So it has to travel a distance. Then it has to go to receipt point, which is you. You have to comprehend what I'm saying. And then you have to duplicate what I'm saying. So if I say black cat, right? I had to have the intention for you to understand a black cat, communicate it. You have to say, you know, black cat. Did you duplicate black cat? Yes. Good. So now I saw and looked that you duplicated black cat and then you gave me a response back. Something very basic is understanding a communication cycle, which is not taught in schools. Then how, you know, how to, how to overcome ups and downs in life, how to, um, do the basic study. How do you study learning how to learn? Did you learn how to learn? There's an actual tech, a tech involved with learning. And, and, and one of the barriers to study is going past a misunderstood word. If you go past a misunderstood word, the rest of the page goes blank because you went into non-comprehension because you didn't duplicate what the author was telling you. You went into blank and everything from that point on is blank. So now they read their books. When they don't understand a word, they go to the dictionary. Wasn't taught to me in school. So you know what happened to me when I was in school? I thought I was stupid. I thought I was dumb. I was put in the lower reading group. No one told me, look up your words, that there's nothing wrong with you. So, I mean, do I see the benefits? Absolutely, I do. You know, my kids, they take little courses, they learn, they train, they study, they can confront people, they can look into somebody's eyes and have a communication cycle. I mean, this isn't taught. I mean, and people look at me and say, your children are just, they're just, they're just so different. And I'm like, well, yeah, they've had training. They've had technology. They, they take classes. They, it's an applicable science. It's a, it's an applicable religion. It's not a faith-based religion. So it's not a threat to other religions. It's just, I was reared. I was raised Catholic. I'm still a Catholic. You know, Scientology doesn't tell me don't believe in God. They don't tell me what to believe. They say what's true for you is true for you. Here's here's some data. This is how you apply it. So the Catholic Church didn't teach me a course on a marriage. I, I, I did a marriage course in Scientology. It helped me in my marriage. I did a course how to rear um, productive, happy children. You know, like the Catholic Church just didn't offer that to me. So... It's made a tremendous difference in my life and in personal values and integrity. They've taken these courses. It's a, it's 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 just it's data that the school systems aren't going to teach and religions don't teach because they're not an applied religion. They're faith-based religions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh where where are you guys are you guys homeschool, is that right? Mhm. Okay, is that is that something that you plan on doing? for like yes. their entire time in yes. school or is, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they've been homeschooled for four years. Um, this is their fourth year. 
because we travel around the world and because yeah. I don't want them indoctrinated in, into the, into the schools. And, and, you know, I have nothing, this isn't a war against teachers and no matter what, you know, they may think of me. I don't know. I heard if you homeschool now, you're, you're a domestic terrorist, <laughs> but aside from all that political bumbo jumbo, we've been doing this before all of that went down. And, and, and I just, I don't want my children indoctrinated with false information, you know, yeah. wrong information. Yeah. I know for a fact the school system indoctrinated me with wrong information. And the, and the root word of der- uh, the derivation of information means a formation of the mind. That's what information is doing. That, that is a formation of the mind. When you get the right information, knowledge is power. When you have the wrong information, what would that mean? That right. would mean a deformation of the mind. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When you have a deformation of the mind, what are you going to be? Knowledge is power. What are you? Weak, useless, can't get anywhere, think something's wrong with you, can't get out. That's what the school system did for me. They did not accept people like me, visionaries, artists. They want me to stay in my little box and be this academic student, but didn't tell me to look up my words. <laughs> didn't tell me that. Yeah, you that, know, that's... when I asked what a word is, they said, hand to God. They said, I would say, what does this word mean? And they would say, whatever you think it means, just fill it in and continue reading. Why do I want my child around that? I want yeah. my child to know. They have yeah. the right to know. Yep. Give them the right information. Tell them what the word means. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to go to a school system or have my children in a school system. And because they go past a word they don't understand and the teacher doesn't want to tell them what it means, because that's happened to my daughter before. And then my kid doesn't understand the rest of the page and then starts doing this, you know, in the chair because yeah. they're yeah. bored because they, they can't understand what they're reading. So they get bored because they're hyper, because they're energy and yeah. they are full of life, you know, because no one's suppressed them yet. Oh, until the teacher says, guess what? Your child's too hyper in the classroom and we want to put them on psycho- psychiatric, uh, so- psychotropic drugs that can physically change the makeup of their chemistry. But you know what? We want that because we want them to sit still and be a little zombie. So we don't have to take care of your little hyper children because we don't know what the definition of the word is either. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not. I'm not. Why would I want to do that? If I'm going to mess up my kids, if my kids are going to be messed up, it's going to be my responsibility. Mm. I'm not going to be able to say it was a teacher's fault or it was that person's fault. I'm going to raise my hand and I say, I messed them up. I messed them up and I take responsibility. And that's, I think, the problem with the education system as a whole is that it only teaches one type of student and all other types of students are labeled as uh, uneducated or dumb or ignorant or or they're, or they're bad. It, even worse to me is telling a kid that they're a bad kid when they're that age. And then you start, you just start teaching them all the things to, to tell themselves every day when, when they wake up and go back to school. And then that starts to form the thought patterns that create the person that they become all because they learn in a different way than that kid learns, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I was just curious to, to ask you about that one, because obviously our, our kids are getting up to school age and we're trying to decide, you know, what, what we're supposed to do in that type of situation. So I appreciate you being, uh, being candid about that. 
Um, moving into <clears throat> a little bit of the, the, the business side of things, Elena, I know that you guys have a ton of stuff going on all the time. So I'd love to hear, um, what you guys have coming up next and how we can kind of continue to help support you and send our audience over to what you guys got going on. Okay. Well, that's a loaded question. We have stuff going on every weekend. This coming weekend is my 10 X ladies event. Um, I'd love for you to come out. It would be amazing. Yes. So we're in Vegas. It's in Vegas, right? No, it's in Miami. Oh, okay. That was in Vegas. Okay. And then the sixth and seventh is Build an Empire Mastermind. That's um, a separate workshop that I do, led just by me. So that's coming up. And then I have this EXP thing where I'm building the largest, most successful real estate team in the world. <laughs> we're uh, acquiring new businesses with Cardone Ventures. We are. We're going to 10x. We want to go for acquiring 9,000 more apartment units this year with Cardone Capital. So it opens up the door for a lot more unaccredited, non-accredited, and accredited investors an opportunity to, um, to be a part of that asset. And we have Cardone events all the time and Growth Con. I mean, there's always something going on because we put our future You know, we we place events in our future that pull us forward and we want to be around other like minded individuals that we can be normal and, and, and we can and it's okay to be too much. And we don't have to feel like we have to lessen down to make the normal people feel okay. So this is why we put events in the future. So many of them is because people need a place where they can go and be around other like-minded, accountable, ethical people that will pull them forward, that support them, show active interest in the success of them, that support them. The derivation of support, you see, now you can't stop me from looking up words. Um, (laughs) The derivation of support, it means from below plus the word to carry. So that's what we are. We are support for you from below to carry you to a heightened level of success. Imagine if you had an army of people behind you, carrying you, lifting you up, what your empire would look like. Love it. Love Mm -hmm. it. I saw also something about moving to Scottsdale. Is that, is that right? We opened a headquarters in Scottsdale. It's already open. The 10X headquarters is in Scottsdale, Arizona. It's a beautiful facility. That's where Cardone Ventures headquarters out of. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. But you guys are still in Miami. Oh yeah. I'm in the studio right now in Miami. Okay, cool. Cool. Just checking. Just checking. (laughs) Um, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But we're bi-coastal now. See? That's, that's true. That's true. I mean, and successfully, what's that? I said, we're going global. We're That's first right. by coastal, you know, and, and then who knows where we pop up. Hey, I've, <laughs> uh, once you, once you get an office in Dublin, let me know. And I might move out there for you. So Woo, nice. <laughs> I like Dublin. <laughs> um, all right, Elena, I, I, I want to get you out of here. I know you got a bunch of stuff going on. Um, real quick. There's uh, one quick segment we wanted to run you through. So this is a new show. We're testing a few different segments with the audience and seeing what people like and what they don't like and stuff. So this one is called truth or myth. Okay. So I just want you, we're going to just say one word and then you tell me if you think it's true or if it's a myth, if it exists or if it's a myth. All right. right. Destiny. Myth. 
law of attraction. True. Love at first sight. Meth. Uh, I only have eyes for you. <laughs> what is say truth? Uh, no, realistically, myth. You got to create that. That's facts. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Psychics. True. Demons. True. I mean, they're and, all fake. They're myths. I mean, but you you think they're real, so they so you create them, and thus they're real. But in 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 reality, no. Okay. Great. In reality, you know what I'm saying. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Um, cool. I think that's, I think that's everything we got. Do you have any, uh, anything else? Babe? Oh, no, we covered pretty much everything. Sweet. Well, if you're listening to this right now, please go check out everything that, uh, Elena and Grant have going on. Um, I know that 10 X growth con is right around the corner. Uh, Elena is doing these 10 X ladies events all the time. And I know that you're coming out with a new book as well, right? No, not a new book. Build a, build an empire mastermind though. Mm-hmm. I have the mastermind those going on. Mm-hmm. Build an empire, and those Love are their it. own workbooks. Each each course. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Perfect. So, if you're looking to get a little bit more from Elena and from Grant, please be sure to go follow all the stuff they have going on. You literally cannot miss them if you go online and you're in the business world at all. So, uh, go check out some of the stuff they got going on. Uh, I just want to say this before we take off, Elena. I've been following you guys since. I want to say 2016, since like the first year that I've ever dove into personal development. Just I think I think I was following Gary V, and then I saw Grant and Gary do something, and then since then I've been following Grant stuff. And I've heard a lot of people over the years um, saying some positive things and some negative things about you guys. And every time, uh, every every time I've I've heard somebody say something negative, you guys have always proved them wrong and have always just outworked. The belief that other people had in you. And so I just want to uh, uh, acknowledge you and, and applaud you guys for uh, leading the way and showing people what to do with haters, which is uh, let them say whatever they're going to say and you just outwork them and, and show them Flourish what's possible. That's our policy. Flourish and prosper. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lena. Really appreciate yeah, you coming thank on. You. Thank you for having me. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening to the Figuring It Out podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. For more information about the show, visit www.figuringitout.tv or connect with us anywhere on social media with the handle figuringitout.tv.